Yeah. All right. All righty. Hello. Mm. <laughs> oh my god. That is rummy. Oh my god. <laughs> That's way too much rum. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you to make a fucking drink? Um. All right, we're here, everybody, with James Crowley this week. He's a writer for Newsweek. He's a stand-up comedian and good buddy of, J of Andrew and I's. Uh, Pre-context of this podcast, Andrew just decided to poison me with a terrible tasting of pina colada, which he personally put way too much rum into, and I spilt all over his mattress. Ready? Go. All right. Well, let, let just him, let him in. I'm gonna get He's more. long enough. I'll get more pina colada later, so you can yours will be sweeter. Jimmy, what's up, buddy? Hey guys. How you doing? Hey. Good, hey, good. How are you guys? Bad. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. you sound great. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Andrew just tried to poison me. All right. He yes. handed me a pina colada, which like was 90% rum and then a little bit of pina. Um, well, that's like fun. I don't know. I'd kill for that right now. Well, you're a dirty alcoholic. Look, we're, we're drinking. Drink hey, let's cheers, guys. <laughs> we're drinking from Crystal here. Yeah, you have crystal. That's, I, I have uh, water, so cheers. Cheers, yeah. cheers. Dude, we had such a fun podcast. I remember when I came to your house, we got drunk, and we <laughs> talked music on your infinite playlist. That was so fun. Yeah, we, I don't think we got drunk. I think we had a beer. Well, I was drunk. <laughs> uh, but, uh, that, yeah, that was a good time. It was a lot of fun. Um, also, Sean, I want to start by apologizing for what I did to your Tinder. Oh, that's right. Okay, we should bring this up now. This is a good debate about his journalism ethics. Is ethics no, are, it's not. Are highly in question right now. <laughs> highly questionable ethics by a journalist wow. named James Peter Crowley. Was I right? Is there yep. a P? I that's was? It. I don't know. I'm no, but there oh. is a P in there. I, all right, it was a P. James. Patrick? Patrick? Maybe. Patricia? Patterson? James, P <laughs> James Patterson Crowley. That was James, James right. Pablo Crowley. So would you like to set <laughs> Yeah, you can set the scene. I'll, I'll jump in. Okay. So we were, we were helping our friend Erin McLaughlin uh, move into her new apartment. Um, and, you know, we, we finished moving the stuff and, you know, just kind of we're chilling for a little bit. And we got to talking about Tinder profiles. Um, and Sean said, oh, I have a great Tinder profile. And he's showing the profile to me, my girlfriend, you know, just kind of like, here are my pictures, you know, and I've been in a relationship now for uh, like a little over a year. Um, so I've been off the dating apps. So there was a sense that I was just kind of like, oh, you know, I'm gonna swipe through. But also I had access to Sean's Tinder profile. So I went to the bottom and I put, Sean is looking for a good pegging. Nice. And I just did not notice for a week. Mm -hmm. Just no clue. Didn't, didn't double check until I went on TikTok one day and saw James's TikTok. What yeah. Well, so we were sitting next to each other when I did that. And I thought you were looking as I typed it and just kind of like letting it. <laughs> Sean saw it. He just. No, I did not. He secretly wanted a pegging. He just didn't want to ask for it. I genuinely did not notice. 
Um, and then we swiped for a little bit and it was just kind of like, whatever. And then, uh, you know, we, we just never acknowledged it. So I was like, yeah. all right, well, I guess this is going to stay until Sean checks Tinder is next time. Um, right. and then I made that TikTok because I was like, I actually don't know if he saw it or not. James, James, how do you, uh, have you gotten pegged before? Yes. How many times? Um, I couldn't tell you. How many, par- <laughs> how many, how many partners? <laughs> two. Two partners. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about having my, my girlfriend wants to peg me and I'm into it. I say give it a try. You know, be careful. But, you know, you never know unless you try it. I've done a lot of butt play. I, I, I'm not new to butt play. Like, I've been sticking things up my ass since I'm 15. Every time, yeah. Andrew always wants to make our podcast better his butt. Like every single episode, yeah. we had taxes on last week. He's like, "How many taxes can I fit up my butt?" Yeah, I mean, have you guys had like a, a sex worker on? Because I think that would be a good uh, a good knowledge daddy's episode. Yeah, yeah actually, probably oh, would yeah. be a good episode for us to have on. I like not. that. Well, I want to do a whole episode on Shibari. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, See exactly. Yeah, These guys are fighting me big, tooth and nail. Yeah, these the two biggest sexual deviants I know are into Shibari. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I've not. I haven't explored Shibari proper. Um, you know, Dude, I but I to, know what it is. I went to this thing. This uh, there's called Harlem Rope Share. I found it on FetLife. For those of you who don't know, FetLife is like Facebook for yeah. fetishists. Yeah, we're supposed to talk about journalism. We'll talk about journalism. We'll get there. Before we get to journalism, uh, can I put in a request that you guys just don't put the name of my company with the way this episode has gone? All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll cut out your name. All right. Cut the name. Thank you. I'm sorry. I, I, I was so prepared, and then it just took this crazy turn. Can we, can we say it and not in the title or the description? But like, like in, in conversation. conversation. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's fine. Newsweek. <laughs> okay, back to pegging. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I went to this thing called Harlem Rope Share, where they have a uh, this German guy has like a big old apartment with all these like suspension rigs, and people just meet up there, and they uh, have. Uh, it was very nice, you know. You go around in a circle, be like, "What's your pronoun?" Tell you something about in- interesting about yourself, and. Then everyone, like, if you want to get tied up or if you're new, they show you how. And it was very cool. It was, like, very nerdy. It sounds it sounds very – what I found the most about, like, talking to kinky people and people that are, like, super involved in the kink community, they're very – generally, they're very education-oriented and very, very, like, nerdy, like you said, where a lot of them just want to learn and share knowledge. There's a lot of great people on TikTok that just share information about – there, there's also, there's also like weird, abusive, like manipulative people, but it's like either or, you know, it's like either really social justicey or like scientists or, or yeah, creeps. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> what is that description? I think that the people that like are good people that you would want to be connected to in those scenes though are generally all very good people like that they're usually kind of nerdy and dorky yeah I agree I I like it I like the vibe the vibe was really positive when I went um but it was and yeah and it's cool like I'm dating someone now who's into that stuff and she hasn't like she's not a veteran of it or by any means but she's like you know she's bisexual and she's like open to trying stuff out and I, I like it. So you're a journalist. 
<laughs> this would be this would have been a perfect conversation if I was a sex reporter, which like I kind of wish I was. You could be. I believe in you. You're basically a gossip columnist. I mean, I'd like to think I'm a little bit more of a gossip columnist. <laughs> well, I but, uh, Crowley, I was reading. You ever read that book, Sapiens? No, I've heard so many good things. It's. I'm reading it right now, and it's basically a history of humankind, and. They're basically saying like the the reason why we developed language and developed our cognitive skills as a species is to gossip like that is literally oh, that the purpose. And journalism is like a, your professional gossiper, whether or not it's high, like good journalism or not. I mean, obviously, there's gossip that is positive and like fundamental to a democracy and to progress. And there's also gossip that's just like her tits are fake. No, and I, I can kind of see the, the metaphor that you're drawing. You know, you wouldn't, no one would like refer to it as gossip when someone's like, oh, you know, a White House staffer reported this or told, you know, the, the New York Times this. But it's not, but in a sense, it kind of is. Yeah, it's just a refined, elevated form of gossip. Right. You know, and that gossip might be, you know, oh, you know, the senator from Wisconsin does support this bill, but yeah. So, so how did you get into journalism? Um, when I was thirteen years old, I saw the movie Almost Famous for the first time. I love uh, it. And and it kind of, you know, it kind of changed my life in the sense that. I was 13 and I wanted to be a musician. I really did. I played guitar, I sang a little bit, but I wasn't extremely good at either of those things. Um, so I just kind of started, you know, I realized, oh, there's a way you can be involved in the music world without really needing to. So you, you basically said, I am not a golden God. That's what you basically said. <laughs> I mean, well, it's funny. There's a uh, there's a Marilyn Manson quote, which you know, oof, problematic on your part. This was before yeah. he was controversial, but he you said might... that. So... I'm doing some serious gotcha journalism. Can right you now. please like make this a little more PC and quote Charles Manson? Okay, so Charles Manson. No, uh, but he said some people become. Um, you know, some people just want to get close to musicians, so they become record industry people or they become uh, journalists. Um, he also said some people become drug dealers for that reason. But, you know, I was very much so someone that I was like, I want to be close to music. I want to be involved in forming narratives around different artists. Uh, but I couldn't necessarily be the artist that was forming the narrative. Uh, excuse me, James. I just need a second. Sean, do you mind taking like a couple sips of that so I can put in some more? Yeah, no, this thing is all right. This thing is legit toxic. This pina colada you fucking made me. I've been taking like little fit, like little pinky, and like it's like well, it is Jane. Like, how much you put in this thing? Uh, too much. But listen, I I, I made Oscars with none because he's sober. I and then I poured two. I tried to make them equal. One of them looked like. It was slightly like. Yeah, let me pour some into your glass so you can at least taste. No, out. it's too hard. You're gonna make a mess. No, I'm not gonna make a just mess. Just take a sip. No, you be a bit. Just, it's uh, bad. Just do it. It's bad. Just you, drink. You don't want to be proven how bad this is. That's what it is. I know it's bad, but you I'm just saying. Pour, so you should just have, have a sip, or I'll pour some, some out. I'll pour some out. Well, don't in the it. sink. No, you should have to drink some. I don't want to because it's gonna make a mess. I don't want to pour it. This is where I sleep. Yeah. All right, James. You haven't been to his apartment. It's a fucking dump. Beautiful. You're jealous. You live at home. So tiny. 
He lives he sleeps on the floor like an animal. There's dog poop everywhere. Like he doesn't even have a dog. It might as well be. Uh, phantom turds. Right. Ask me a favor. Keep your eye on him so he doesn't pour more rum into it. I can see him. He could totally be doing that move. I know. I know Andrew too. Just well. be trying to get rid of all the rum. Yeah. yeah. So all right, yeah. let's let's get a little more back into your actual journalism career. So you went to SUNY New Paltz, obviously. Which oh you wow. Got a degree in journalism. Yeah. Uh, got a degree in English. Um, English. That's because yeah. by the time I got to SUNY New Paltz, I realized, uh, you know, at first I didn't know what I was going to major in. I thought about doing journalism. I thought about doing PR. Um, but I thought that doing by that point I realized I'm like I don't know if I necessarily want to be a journalist but I knew I wanted to be a writer so I figured oh I'm gonna get uh an English degree because it's vague and generalized enough that I could kind of do whatever I want with it mm. so did I yeah when did you go to New Paltz I also went to New Paltz that's where I met Andrew oh I was class of 2016 and Steiner you were class, class of, of 94 2012 uh, so Oscar, when were you? I was I was originally 2013, and then I was 2014. Okay, so we may have crossed paths at some point. It's possible, yeah. All right, all right. James Crowd is also a blackout drunk, so you guys probably definitely, definitely met. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. We probably, yeah, we probably hung out then. You guys had a whole storied friendship that you just don't <laughs> yeah, remember. Yeah, you just don't remember. We'd see each other at the bar all the time. Yeah. You know what's funny, Oscar? Oscar now works as a podcast recorder and literally the first time i remember like being like oh oscar's a good guy is when you recorded um that concert that my band played you just like held the recorder and stood outside do you remember that no (laughs) (laughs) all right anyway back to you (laughs) all right you got your english degree you come out of college what's uh what's the first job out of college uh, my, <laughs> do you want to talk my first journalism job or my first real job? Let's do both. Yeah, we're... my first my first real job out of college. I went back to the place I'd been working every summer, which was a country club, where they promoted me up to a management position, and they were like, "Oh, you know, you can be in charge of twelve college kids to make sure they can deliver food." Um, so, I mean, I was doing that, but I was also, um, you know, I'd also been writing album reviews for a tiny blog that doesn't exist anymore, um, called Sensations Press, which I'd started doing in college. See, that sounds like a sexual reporting company. (laughs) It kind of does. I should hit up some of the, uh. I should hit up the co-founders and be like, do you guys want to bring this back? Right. <laughs> do you still have the copyrights? Yeah, that's the plug for a new, sen- new sensations of the porn website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. But, um, you know, they were kind of like, I don't know if any of you guys would be familiar with Property of Zach. Property of Zach? Uh, Property of Zach, no. no idea. Please tell us. Property of Zach was like, they were a music blog from, I want to say like the early 2010s up until maybe 2015. So very, very short lived, but they covered all sorts of like pop punk and emo. And they had some clout where like when Fallout Boy was reuniting, they were the first people that wrote about it. Um, Let me ask, you're a big emo fan, right? Yes. Now, did, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> podcast, you could do whatever you want. Jesus Christ. Did, did, do you think Emo Phillips named himself after the music? 
I don't, because um, I think Emo Phillips started in the 80s. Um. Uh, and like emo music also started in the 80s, but wasn't like the same. But he kind of had the same look. Yeah, I think there might have been some correlation. I remember when I was first getting into emo music, my mom would say to me like, oh, like the comedian. And I'm like, no, this isn't comedy, mom. This is serious. This is who I am, mom. It's not right. a phase. It's not a and phase. it wasn't a phase. All right. I can I can totally see you screaming at Mrs. Crowley though. It's not a phase, mom. I've met his parents. They're both lovely people. They... The, 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 the glove box. The what? I'm sorry. I was trying to. I was trying to. Um, See, we just did a prior. Oh, wow. We just did a this prior. This is really podcast. hitting you. Breaking down. Andrew has a, this insane desire to always be the center of attention, so he hogs our podcast. <laughs> he does. He dominates. He never lets us get a word in edgewise. Isn't that the I'm nature kidding. of us all being comedians, though? Yeah, but some of us know how to defer mm. when you're in a group scenario. Like we're, we're a unit. We let each one of us talk a little bit to, for our guest. Listen, I've def- had a had a therapist on the show where you guys we. Oh, what if we did that? I've I've said that before. I mean, my uh, girlfriend's roommate is a therapist. No, like a real one. I mean, we could have my therapist on. No, I don't want your therapist. He's great. He's a really good guy. Clearly not. He's Mm. not doing a good enough job on you. That's so rude. (laughs) (laughs) I'm healing. Can you see me healing, James? Yeah. Thank you. So you wrote for Atwood uh, for a long... You're still writing for Atwood, right? Uh, not not really as much, uh, you know, every now and then if I have an idea or something. But, uh, you know, when I was still working the food service job, I started uh, I started my own blog called Burger Day, which was just kind of where I could write about whatever I wanted. Um, URL still exists. Um, I don't really post on there. Bur- Burger Day. I Burger like that. Burger Day. You used to have a podcast oh, called Burger, Burger Day. Yep, Burger Day. I well, because my thought was like, oh, I'm gonna turn Burger Day into like the Ringer, uh, which <laughs> did not succeed. Well, you, um, you, you succeeded by not hiring black people, also. Wow, <laughs> that's a shot of the Ringer. Not I mean, he didn't hire anybody, so yeah, this? that's a bad joke. We can cut that. Exactly. I never paid anyone. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, so I had that, and then I started. Uh, Atwood Magazine was putting out a call for writers. So I started, I applied for that and I started writing for them. Um, As I was still working at the country club and still kind of, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, BSing around, you know, trying to find a new job, trying to get hired as a writer and trying to freelance more. Um, And Atwood has given me so many opportunities, um, you know, both in like reviewing albums, concerts and stuff. I've gotten into things for free because of that word. I've gotten to. What was the first time you got into something with like a press pass and how did that feel? First time I got into something was actually, um, I don't even know if they still, I'm sure they're still around, but Vivo, remember when Vivo was like posting Mm -hmm. all the music videos? They were having like a big summer event, like party thing, um, where it was private. It was meant meant for Vivo employees, um, but I guess that the Atwood editor had a contact at Vivo that said, "Hey, we're doing this party. Run the Jewels is playing. Do you want to go?" And he was like, "Hey, I got an invite. Does anyone want it?" <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, hey, I love Run the Jewels. I would love to do this. I don't even know if it was necessarily anticipated that I would write about it as much as it was just like a networking event because it wasn't a Run the Jewels concert concert. Um, and like it had like an open bar, past hors d'oeuvres, like 
unlike any concert <laughs> you would ever like think to go to um so that was kind of the first one and uh i took massive advantage of the open bar um <laughs> yeah. that's a common theme in uh, most of your stories there usually are open bars <laughs> yeah it's, it's usually, usually a bar patron is really what it is it's usually i spent too much money at a bar so so yeah. james i want to jump ahead how did you transition to like being a full-time guy like and, and how did that feel to like finally be like okay i i mean on some level i've made it um well so after i kind of left my food service job i was temping with uh the new york times uh in hr i wasn't you know writing for them but i was in their newsroom and i was kind of like talking to people and i think that just having them on my resume, even if it was a temp position, helped boost it a lot. Um, so then I applied for a fellowship with my current company. And a fellowship is basically just like a glorified internship. Um, Jewsbeak? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the Bird magazine. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Jewish or what do they call it? Ornaculture? What do they call it? Ornithology. No, but that's studying birds. I'm talking about people who are like bird watchers. Ornithologists. Oh, ornithologists. Ornithologists. No, that's a study. Are they just no, bird I think, watchers. Yeah, they use the bird watcher. No, there's a word. Well, no. I mean, you watch, you study. Like, I think if you're studying, I think if you're a bird watcher, you're just a bird watcher. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm gonna look it, this up. No, you don't. Need you to can look. say you go to the bathroom. Viewer. Indian <laughs> viewer. I'm a um, I'm a winged animal uh, um, pervert. Winged animal pervert. Yeah, that's uh, that's about right. All right, I gotta go to the bathroom. You guys, but, can you right. guys yeah, take it? I can take over for me. I, I yeah. did most of the podcast already. So. All right, good job. Yeah. So speaking of birds, yeah. uh, one one thing I did here. Um, that's a good segue. Is, is that you? Uh, you wrote uh, an article that sort of got some. Uh, heat from the bird community or specific well, bird well, the birds aren't real community. not so much the birds yeah the birds aren't real community um who i mean you know they kind of do their whole thing as all tongue-in-cheek you know do you think i'll be happy to kill you, kill you? I'm scared. Of I'm like scared that there's yeah. gonna be, you know, I don't know who controls the birds, but so basically the premise of the birds aren't real community is uh, they believe that all birds were systemically killed between 1959 and 2001 and replaced with surveillance drones. Um, mm -hmm. And they have a lot of other things that are part of that belief, but that's kind of the crux of their belief system. Mm -hmm. um, and I was interested because they kind of seem like comedy movement because the way they share their message is very humorously. Um, and then when I interviewed them, the guy was like, no, it's, it's all real. I swear to God, it's all real. So, where do you, so how do you track down uh, someone who's like starting this movement? Like, where do you even begin? I guess it's, is it on Reddit or where do you they, find this? They're on TikTok. They're on all social media media. And I, uh, I just sent an email to, through their website. All right, I, I'm gonna pause for just a moment as we're about to get me tooed by fucking Andrew Steiner. What are you talking about? I, you're literally pulling a Harvey Weinstein slash uh, who's the guy on 60 Minutes Forever? He he goes. Charlie he Rose. Excuse, Charlie Rose excuses himself to go to the bathroom, 
puts on nothing but a bathrobe and is about to expose himself I'm not to two young that. people he wants to sexually assault. I would never do that to you guys, and I don't want to sexually why, assault either. You. Why did you? Well, you didn't say no one was the fucked up part. Uh, what? You didn't say you didn't want to sexually, sexually assault no one. No, you said two people you wanted to sexually assault, so I responded to that. I don't know. That seems pretty problematic on your part. Either way, why did you come out in a bathrobe? I just wanted to get more comfortable because I feel comfortable with James, and I wanted to show James this. What do you think about this? Um, I also, I can't really see it. You know, it's funny. I know what it is, but I don't know like what the shape is. I don't know. (laughs) Is that for a strap on? Is that a vibrator? Is it a, it's just, it's got a suction cup and it's for a strap on. I think it could work. So birds aren't real. Yeah. We can go back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else but that. Yeah. Wait. So how? So you emailed people through the website. I emailed through their website, and they put me in touch with uh, their leader, um, a guy named Peter McIndoe. Um and he sent me an email saying something, something. You know, as to whether or not our project is real. Um, well, that's exactly the type of question that a post-truth era comedy project like ours would thrive in. And I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. He called it a comedy project. Um, so when I interviewed him, he said it wasn't, he said, oh no, that was a typing error. (laughs) (laughs) Does that whenever I try to say real true movement. And then, uh, you know, but when I would ask him like, well, what do you think your movement says about something like QAnon or, you know, Pizzagate or these harmful conspiracy theories? He says, well, if we were a parody movement, this is what I think we would say. But we're not, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> mm, uh, so he's a comedy movement. No, no, it's a real movement. Like, pay attention to what the guy's been saying. I mean, they've been, they've been coming against me. I don't even know anymore. I, I'm hard to, I'm hard pressed to take a stance. But um, so yeah, yeah you're, you're a little, little bit like, like a Woodward and Bernstein on this, right? Like, just the true undercover journalism. You know, your yeah. life's constantly being threatened. <laughs> Is by there this. a reason why you're wearing a yellow? <laughs> You're wearing a yellow t-shirt. Is that symbolic of anything? No, no. I uh, I thought about wearing one with a bird. And uh, the birds aren't real people. They very kindly sent me a bunch of stickers. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, nice. they're, they're, they're happy to try to educate me as much as they can. So yeah. how do we know you're not in on it with these people to make sure birds aren't real? Like well, You're a false flag operation. Well, they were supposed to have a seminar where they talked about the movement uh, and someone had invited me. Someone said, hey, come to our seminar. And then someone else reached out and said, I understand that you were invited to our seminar. We can't let you in because we don't want the press leaking information. Okay. Okay. That's interesting because don't they have a website where they're trying to educate people? So do they want to educate people or they don't want to educate people? I mean, they do, but I don't know. Well, they, it seems like they've sent me everything that they've released about Poultrygate uh, recently, it, like what, before they poultry? put it out. That's the mm. what I'm talking about. Oh. So, so what are the talking points of this movement besides uh, the birds aren't real? Is there anything else? You know how birds rest on power lines? Yeah. 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 Uh, they say that that's how they recharge. Oh, I mean, that makes sense. That doesn't make any um, sense. <laughs> you ever see bird poop on your car? All the time. Yeah. That's not poop. That's a liquid tracking device. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't like this. <laughs> and they do believe that there are a few living birds kept away from the public. Yeah. 
All right. Oh, so okay. back when you were a real journalist, uh, like a year ago, mm-hmm. you were actually doing real interviews with really top-notch comedians, right? You, uh, Mark Marin, uh, Bert Kreischer, Bert Kreischer, um, somebody else big. Tom I can't. Segura. Tom Segura. Uh, why, why don't you tell us a little bit? About, what's, the, what's the process of interviewing guys you look up to? So it's incredibly weird to interview people that you look up to, just because because they're all people that I'm such a big fan of. Um, so, you know, there is an aspect of it where, you know, you sit and you listen to like WTF or Burt Kreischer's podcast or, you know, your mom's house or something. And you sit and listen and you're like, well, I just kind of want to hang out and talk to, you know, Marin or, you know, Berbiglia or whoever you're sitting and interviewing. Um, but that's not what they're there to do that's not what i was there to do so there is kind of a process of having to set aside your own personal kind of heroism but also be able to think about what they do critically and try to come up with interesting questions that you don't necessarily think they're going to answer in other places yeah yeah now well, is well, it true you broke all journalism ethics by accepting a bribe from Bert kreischer uh no with free tickets to one of his concerts he didn't give me free tickets. Um, I was interviewing Bert, um, and at the end of the interview, I just said to him, I was like, oh, hey, Bert, you know, thanks so much for talking. You know, this was really cool. By the way, I want to mention, I am a fan, and I have tickets to see you when you come to New York. And then he just said, come backstage and have a beer with me. That's so cool. Yeah. Mm, nice. You know, very nice, very personable guy, you know. I met him. I met him once after a show and he was not, he was not, I think he was just depressed. Cause it was like right before he started really selling tickets and, and it was, it was at Gotham and it was like a third full. And I think his wife was there and I was like, man, you're a big inspiration. And he was like, oh, thanks man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not the way he treated Jimmy and I, he was very personable and nice. I know. I think he was having a bad, he was having a bad night. Yeah. Um, yeah, it happens. Were there any questions that you asked, like Tom or Bert, specifically that that you thought were interesting? Their answers were interesting that didn't get included in the article. Um, a big one for Bert, um, and I've seen him tell this story in other places. Is I forget what I said, and it might have even been like a conversational aside where I said, you know, you take a lot of joy and laugh in. Um, you know, when you're on stage, it seems like you have a lot of fun writing your jokes and stuff. And I said, and I love people like Rogan and Bill Burr, but they don't necessarily always strike me as having fun when they're on stage. You know, they're much more serious. And, you know, he said, those guys are so much more, uh, those guys are so funny without even trying. And he told me like a Bill Burr story that was incredibly funny. Um, he went on to tell it on, I think, Fighter and the Kid. Um, well, that podcast yeah. has been uh, canceled, so you can. No, tell it's us not. Right. They they replaced Brian with some young people of color. Well, they should have. Whatever. Tell us on this. <laughs> well, so basically, the story was. <sighs> 
I think I'm going to see if I have the transcript. This is like my favorite Bill Burr story. This defines his sense of humor versus mine. We're driving down the street one day and I see an old conversion van and I go, whatever happened to those? Those were cool as shit, right, Bill? Thinking Bill has a show, F is for family. I'm going to connect with the nostalgia of Bill, the way things used to be in the background. Uh, we're going to start a conversation. Maybe one of us will write a bit out of it. Whatever happened to those, Bill? Those were the coolest, weren't they? He goes, it's a branding issue, Bert. You rape a couple of kids in a van and all of a sudden no one can drive vans anymore. Same thing happened with rollerblades. They were fun for a summer, then a couple of gay guys wore them, now no one can wear rollerblades. He didn't even fucking laugh. <laughs> that sounds about right. Which, like, very funny Bill Burr story, you know, and I wanted to include it so badly, but I, I couldn't say, as much as it would have been, like, fun, it wouldn't have worked for the piece. So, so James, what I want to know is you're working for a great paper. What, what do you look forward to? What is, what keeps you going? What makes you excited for the future? It's a bad question because he hates his job. Well, I'm not saying for that job necessarily. I'm just saying in journalism, in writing, in general. I think, I don't know. You know, I think part of it is just the fact that I know kind of in the future I can interview more and more people that I look up to and people whose work I admire and just kind of knowing that the further along I go, the more interesting stuff I can do and like the bigger opportunities and stuff. Uh, earlier this year, I got to interview um, Rebecca Black, which, you know. Is that, is that Friday? Yeah, it was the 10 year anniversary That's of Friday. Friday. Oh yeah. Yeah. Friday, Friday. Which like, Friday, <laughs> which, like that's something. Which, like, that's something for me, incredibly fun, because that girl was a meme. She was a laughingstock, you know, for a long time, and she kind of made her peace with that song, um, but, you know, has never really gotten the critical respect she's deserved, and now it feels like that narrative is shifting, where people are appreciating how, like, goofy and fun Friday was, and she's doing new music that's a little bit more, like, critically acclaimed. Mm. Yeah. Pegging, pegging. <laughs> what would be my first single? So obviously you've talked about that. Uh, is there any stand, truly standout moment you've had when interviewing someone? You're like, holy shit, I can't believe I get to do this. Um, Rebecca Black was a big one. Mm-hmm. Another one, I mean, pretty much every, most of the comics that I've gotten to interview, you know, whether it's Marin or, you know, Jessica Kearson or, you know, uh, Michelle Wolf, those were all kind of like really like wow moments. Um, I think the big one for me, though, was I got to interview Dan Campbell from The Wonder Years um, about two or three years ago. And that is, like, you know, that's my favorite band. So oh. that for me was a like, oh, this is incredible. I was about to ask you, who does he play on the show? <laughs> no, not. <laughs> yeah. I wish. Yeah. No, no one gets that really old reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old man. I almost want to interview someone from the show, The Wonder Years, though, and then just act like I think they're in the band. I want to see like a redubbing of the show where all the music from the show is replaced by The Wonder Years band. <laughs> just pop punk stuff. Honestly, I don't even know what The Wonder Years sounds like, so I don't know. It's not great. 
Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, Crowley, Crowley, <laughs> I want to know a couple more things. Well, lastly, love one more thing. Last thing. Um, have you? Sire, if you have sex questions and pegging questions, I, you can text me. I'll answer them. <laughs> That's all we. Yeah. No, it's not a sex. It's not a sex question. Okay. It's a little bit of a sex question. See, we brought up earlier how he has this constant need to be the center of attention, as I mentioned earlier. But now he <laughs> now he's self conscious about it. As I called it out again. No, listen, I'm doing better. I'm I'm not making certain types of jokes anymore i'm not saying certain words that begin with the letter r i'm doing better i'm doing good <laughs> just ask your question <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> take these fucking five minute diatribes was that the question am, uh, doing am good? i doing am i doing good <laughs> you are doing good <laughs> i'm having as somebody who interviews people who's done a better job of interviewing you during this podcast me or andrew or Oscar. Don't don't say Sean because he's got a fragile ego. It's probably right. Sean, right? I feel like I asked more interesting and intriguing questions. I, I think Sean, just in the sense that uh, you know, Sean, you've kind of kept more on track. Like if this was a print interview and I had to, and you were given like thirty minutes. But it's not a print interview, my friend. This All is right. a podcast. This is going on YouTube. It has to be visually Actually, entertaining. I don't, think we can put it on I don't think you're allowed to show a sex toy on YouTube. Yes, you are. There are due dildo reviews on YouTube. What are you talking about? Well, we're going to get demonetized. We don't have any monetization. <laughs> you're just going to get the... No one under 18 is going to be able to watch. No, wow. one under 18, no one under 18 does watch, so we're Good. okay. <laughs> That's fine. So, all right, I guess let's talk about where you're going in the future because, you know, you and I, we've been friends. You've been talking. You have been, I hope this is okay to reveal, you've been considering leaving Newsweek or hoping to get fired by them. Uh, just wow. hoping to get fired. Wow. <laughs> what the severance? Let go. Whatever. You, you got to pitch an article but, about okay, strap-offs. Let's say, let's say tomorrow you get, tomorrow you're just going to start a brand new job, one that you want. Like, what, what, what is the, what is you want to be doing if you're not doing Yeah, what here? is you want to be doing? Well, you know, maybe if you didn't pour rum that fucking strong, I'd be able to formulate a sentence. <laughs> As journalists, what is you want to be doing? <laughs> to be honest, I think I think what would be best as like a journalist would be this is gonna sound so dumb because it's going from the polar opposite of where I am now to like what I think it would be really cool to work for like Barstool just because you know, mm. they kind of yeah. do everything, you know, they have, you know, their different news segments, they talk about current events, you know, but they can kind of do it in whatever way they want. And you can kind of cover whatever weird shit you want to cover at Barstool, it seems like. Yeah, it does seem like the that is a job I'd also like just being able to be funny and do sports and, you know, pop media and, you know, especially a fraternity house there. Like, and, you know, college. to be able to like, do videos and, uh, podcasts and stuff just because i feel like you know i'd like to do some i'd like to do something with a company that's very interested in like the multimedia asset of journalism yes you would well i feel like it's more laid back yeah yeah same thing with like the ringer you know too yeah. where they have so much you know so many different things yeah absolutely james this has been the interview of the century you have been welcomed with open arms and open legs to this. 
this podcast how how do you feel leaving now what do you do you feel energized i am i'm stoked i like i wish i was drinking while i was doing this <laughs> All right, i guess that brings me to my final question when i get drinks this weekend uh i'm in staten island this weekend but... I fucking break up with this fucking girl okay people i remember <laughs> bring a little fourth wall we were hanging out all the fucking time sean you need a girlfriend week. no so I, you can go on a double yeah, date with that, james that, that would be how it would work wouldn't it but like that's the bullshit he refuses <laughs> to bring up with his girlfriend i have to go get one that's so much harder you could easily just be alone like me no and it's get... not just put the pegging back in your I'm profile i'm not getting pegged i'm not that guy i'm uh, uh, man, you don't know until you try no, it I'm an, i did i did uh you posted a uh fet life test of like how what your kinks are it turns out i'm very much a dom like i just like i answered 100 serious and they're like oh you an army hammer it doesn't have to be submissive how would it not be submissive it's pegging if you're on top how would you be okay i don't even know how that would work <laughs> have you ever had a girl on top of you sean well yes obviously but how would it work for me on top same of, way i'd same crush way. i'd crush her to no you gotta squat you use your squatting muscle i mean i would yeah be, that sounds. Have cool. you never been on top of a girl, Sean? Yes, I'm on top of a girl, and she's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> she's a paraplegic. Yeah, she, she. I crushed her windpipe. All right. Well, but Sean, I'm game for drinks next weekend. If you are, I think I'm out of town next weekend. Oh my god! This is, this is the problem. Just to stay in town, Sean. Well, no. See, I have the, you do this all the time when I bring up getting drinks. I do this, you know, every now and then. Whatever. Okay, well, bye. <laughs> no, no, James. Uh, plug, plug your shit, man. Uh, you can find me on my all my socials are James P Crowley except Twitter. That's James P Crowley sixty eight. Uh, and listen to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist. Uh, comics, you know, writers, musicians talking about music. Uh, trying to be funny. So most of the time, it's just like criticism. <laughs> um, you also have a lot of good stuff on TikTok, so check that out too. Yes, James P. Crowley on TikTok. Um, lots of uh, music jokes, pegging jokes. Oh man, this was a lot of fun as always. I love having you. It on. was. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, it was nice to meet you. Right. We'll get drinks nice in like a month. Too, Oscar. Right. Sounds good. Bye, James. Bye, Bye guys. Bye, James. Buru, buru. Okay, we're back. Well, that was great, right, Sean? Yeah, I had that fun. Was, that was interesting. Yeah. Did you enjoy that, Oscar? I did enjoy it. Yeah, we'll cut out all the pegging parts, but uh, that was no, pretty good. I'm editing this one. I know. I don't know why we let you edit it because you're always keeping the parts I cut. <laughs> well, I'm gonna make it less boring. It's gonna be good. It's very entertaining. <laughs> it's, good it's gonna be good. <laughs> why don't you turn around real quick? Yeah. So you can see the back. Dude, what is Heather? Heather. Oh, is that the? Oh, I thought the it was movie. Heathen. No, no, I don't know. No, it's not from Heather's. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie. It's a good movie. All right. Well, everyone. It smells someone's making garlic toast. It smells delicious. I smelled pizza earlier, too. Yeah, we got to get some food. All right. This thing's about to die. So, everyone, thank you so much for watching. Please follow, like, subscribe, share with all your friends, leave reviews on iTunes. And next episode of the table making episode of Knowledge Dice is coming in a week or two. So, please subscribe to YouTube and keep your eyes out for that. Tell your friends. I think it stopped recording. I had it.